Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 24th of March, 2016. We're a little bit late starting today. All apologies. And uh, listeners, all apologies for being, like, incredibly late last week. We didn't even have a show last week. Um, well, I blame Microsoft myself. <laughs> we are joining you, the world... Live to podcast via the incredible, incredible miracle that is Google Hangouts, which is kind of a step, I guess, into the future for us, eh, Dave? Because normally we use Skype to connect, but Skype has been at dog's bullocks the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So we're in the uh, Hangout environment. We might even start experimenting with letting y'all see our faces if you really want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not nice. <laughs> okay. We uh, Dave, we're late, and this week we actually have a, a, a pretty complicated show. We have two guests. We have David Harry and Jennifer Slag on today. They're uh, here to talk to us about Rank Brain, and I mean, there's a, it's a incredibly dense subject. We normally do a news, you know, news roundup at the beginning, but I think we got to dispense with that this week because we got it in so late. Um. Before we do that, before, before, before we, we bring in uh, Dave and, and Jennifer, um, Dave Davies, uh, Rank Brain. Yeah. How, how often do you think about Rank Brain? What is it to you? What, 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 what does Rank Brain mean to you? Um, you know, the more, since it launched, um, like I remember when it launched, and it was like, we did that last spring, and I was like, well, that was a huge impact. We didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nobody noticed this big shakeup, but of course that's because it happens to terms most of us aren't monitoring because they didn't happen before rank brain affected them. Um, nowadays I'm thinking of it more and more often, especially when we've got clients and we're launching new news or, or putting out, you know, press releases or launching new blogs, um, where the queries around it might be something that hasn't been sought before. And, and, and even then I'm seeing, you know, people like us, people are our listeners, uh, the other people on, on this interview right now, um, we're the ones probably going to see a huge like none of us actually search in a normal way. We all have these minuses and pluses and, you know, quotes and site colons all over the place. We're probably impacted by rank brain far more than most people. So I am thinking of it more and more often. And especially with the new head of search, we got to be thinking about it. Okay. For the audience, um, rank brain is the closest you're going to come to Google's artificial intelligence affecting, you know, how Google perceives, uh, words in queries that mightn't be in search queries that mightn't be used normally or, or, or collections of words, words that might have ambiguous meanings. Cool thing about rank brain is since it was introduced last year, it's been teaching itself stuff or more appropriately, we've been teaching it to teach itself how it affects search, how it affects um, Google's understanding of your search query and understanding of words that come off a website has been a big question in the SEO world, so much so that two competing publications said two completely different things, quoting two completely different Googlers. 
this uh, in a, this well, week. Which is which is the awesome thing, and, and I'm going to defer to Jennifer in a couple minutes here. But He's Googlers fine. themselves have been have been saying different things. Like literally, one Googler will say one thing, and then maybe you know Greg said another, and then there was a the guy yesterday with Rand and everybody that said something slightly different. Even the Googlers themselves, and, and Jen's really been tracking everything they say. Even themselves, they seem a little confused as to how they perceive it and, and what they think it is. So even they, within Google, seem to have different views on what it is, what it does, and how they're going to answer the question when anyone asks them. Uh, so, you I, yeah, you know, you, you, David Harry, David Harry, slow down, brother, because I'm, I'm just going to introduce you guys as the guys who are going to explain all this to us. <laughs> and you just told us that you really can't. But anyway... <laughs> we have David Harry and Jennifer Slay. I'm sorry, I just can't help myself. <laughs> Both of whom, regardless of what David said a few minutes ago, are actually our industry's um, the closest. How to, how to say this? The closest our industry has to experts in something that is radically new to all of us. Um, Jen, Jen Slay, publisher of the SEM Post, and David Harry. Um, the uh, the the fancy of the SEO dojo. Welcome to Webcology. Thank you, um, Jennifer. Let's, let's let's jump in with you. Um, really quickly, what is Rank Brain? What what's the big deal? So the Rank Brain is basically Google's machine learning version of trying to understand queries that Google hasn't seen before. It has the biggest impact on they call they say they have fifteen percent of the queries daily that they've never seen before. And a lot of times, there are a lot of oddball queries. Like they were talking yesterday that, uh, you know, we're talking, we're asking Google questions and looking for information in different ways now that we're so much more on mobile devices and using voice search. People mm-hmm. search completely different on their mobile phones and voice as they do to desktop, unless you're like someone like me who's really nerdy about how you form queries. But that is what RankBrain is. It's trying to figure out those queries better than what their regular algorithms can when they've not seen them before. And, and Jen, don't you think that to me at least, you know, again, you and I have talked and we've looked at all these patents, papers, and so on. This is really, that not that the end of the day what, where this is kind of going? It's almost like a bolt on to Hummingbird in that I think it's, it's who gets to, to that goal, holy grail of uh, conversational search, voice search at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I think that's where the you know this is they're starting here, but I, I think at the end of the day, this is where they're aiming for. This is more about five years from now or whenever that voice search starts to overtake text search, and and you're going to have people with accents talking into their Google phone, or into their iPhone. Uh, sorry, their Android. You're going to have people that you know younger people, especially that just start to assume at one point. You know, five five years from now. The next generation of, of people, you know, my daughter's 16. She's 21 by then. They'll just be using natural voice into a, a search engine through their phone. They won't be typing anymore. So as soon as you start to think in that direction, you're going to get all kinds of crazy queries that you normally would because people are going to assume that Google can understand it. And I, to me, Jen, I think this is kind of the baby steps, the beginning of getting down that road. Well, exactly. And the thing is, you know, Google always has to try to get better in their search results. And they do a pretty good job for the most part just with their regular algorithms. And they don't really have much else. Like, how else can they expand and get better and better, especially when they have competitors trying to take over some of their search share? And Internet, uh, sorry, um, the learning is definitely the way that they can do that. Hey, um, let me let me ask a quick question. Um, there's a lot of uh, 
confusion. <laughs> there's a lot of confusion in the SEO world to begin with, but there's a lot of confusion about RankBrain's role in the overall ranking process. Um, earlier this week, uh, Andre uh, Lepatisev, the uh, senior quality search, the search quality senior strategist at Google, suggested that RankBrain was one of the top three, perhaps the third most important. Well, no, no, no. If you, if you actually listen to what he said, he, what he said yesterday, actually, what he said yesterday was that, that Greg Corrado may have overstated it because Greg is part of the Rank Brain team. Is what he said. Go back and listen to what he said yesterday. Okay. So what I'm asking, the question is, why do we have people from one side of Google you know, saying Rank Brain is playing this role and people from another side of Google uh, in the in the, in the case in this case of uh, of Andre Russell of Gary E's saying something completely different again because they're from different teams you know Gary Gary's from one team you know uh, Andre is from another and the original quotes that were on uh, that came out last fall were from Greg Corrado Greg Corrado worked on the Word to Vec project Greg Corrado he he was part of the Rank Brain team and 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 so on and so on so. You know, he might be overstating it because he's closer to it. It's his baby, so to speak. So, you know, the original thing of it being one of the three most important signals came from Greg Corrado, who, once again, that's his baby at Google. Now, Jen and I were talking about this beforehand, and one thing we do know is they've stated that it's 15% of queries are the kind of ambiguous and weird ones that they don't understand. So in those 15% of queries, it's probably one of the most important things, but to the rest of the index, it probably isn't. So that part might be overstated. It's been overly quoted like crazy. This this is where I get a little bit confused, Dave. Um, Google is all about data, and data accumulates. Now... A unique query to Google is unique only once, then it's heard it before. What happens then? Does right brain play a role after that point? Well, okay, again, you know, the way way stuff, you know, again, it's... If you look at those, you've got what's you've got what's called the Word to Vec project, which is turning words into vectors. You've got the Google Brain project, which is kind of the AI machine learning side of things, and and you could potentially say that some of this is wrapped up in Hummingbird, which is conversational search. Um, so so to say that it's it's more of a matter that it, that if they experience these queries, like you're saying, first time. They'll look at what are the closest vectors, try replacing, you know, that unknown or odd word or it could be a negative word. They love to use this example of uh, Super Mario without, <laughs> and the word without is a negative that they normally wouldn't look at. And, and so, they're you know, they use this, this, they used it yesterday, Greg Corrado used it. Um, but then again, it, it's offline learning. So, you know, uh, Rank Brain isn't working real time. Rank Brain works offline. So they they look at you know they're going to look at that analysis and then they're going to look at how well it works. Then they'll push the data, kind of like any data push. Remember Google Dances and all that kind of shit. Sorry guys, I forgot I'm not on my own show. Sorry. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, so the, they'll look at that and if it works, great. So again, it's going to come back to search quality and assessing you know if this worked or if it didn't. And then they'll have a data push to, to bring the new rank brain online and so on. I guess ultimately, like pandas, penguins, and everything else, you know, one day it's it's going to be real time. But at the moment, it's a data push. Okay. Um, on that, I'm afraid we have to take a break. We've um, 
We're experiencing connectivity issues somewhere along the line, but we're going to take a break. We're going to fix them here on On Web Calls. So, friends, you're listening to David Harry and Jennifer Sledding. We're on Web Call We're talking about Google's Rank Brain today, a rather dense and uh, complicated topic. We're going to fix up our technical problems and then we're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. The Web Marketing Association presents Green Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2016. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Off. Now back to 
Hedges. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 24th of March, 2016, and we're having a rather harried show, uh, so to speak, today. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we're joined to talk about Google's Rank Brain by Jennifer Slag and the aforementioned David Harry. Um, Dave Davies, you had a line of questioning you wanted to pursue. Jump right in, bro. Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing I wanted to ask, it, it was... Interesting timing, um, and I, I'm going to base this question. David, you published um, an article, I think it was earlier uh, today. Um, Does Google use click data to rank pages? Great article, has nothing to do directly with, with RankBrain here, but it, it got me thinking. Um, when RankBrain was, was first announced, um, one of the, the issues, and when John took over as, as the head of search, um, one of the big issues or discussion points was the problem with AI is you can never quite know what it's ranking a, you know, a, a website based on. You can see that it's ranking it, but you'll never quite know how it came to the conclusions, and it might come to two different conclusions in exactly the same environment. So uh, along that tangent, that got me thinking, hey, are they using click data to rank pages? Okay, I mean, you, we, David, you can, you can talk about that in your conclusions from the blog post, but whether they are or not now, what does this mean going forward? Like, John's taken over. He was, he was head of rank brain. Um, you know, or, or head of the development there. Clearly, that's going to have a AI is going to have a bigger impact on Google search. So, taking Rank Brain forward a little bit, yeah, may or may not now something like click data. But when the machines are taking over, it could. How is this going to impact our global search? How is it going to impact our understanding of ranking factors as SEOs um, when things like this can come in and out? being tested by a machine, something like click data or, or any other factor. Um, Jen, let's start with you, and then David, we can, you know, you can answer the question, maybe talk about that, that article a little bit, because it's actually interesting in and of itself. So part of the thing to remember is what David was saying earlier about the, it's not, it, it is continually learning, but they're not continually updating that learning. So they're not pushing out uh, update every day. So the kind of searches we're doing is not really influencing what is going on and what we're seeing um, in in the live search results from one day to the next. It might be something that they haven't said how often they push that data out. So it could be six months, it could be three months, it could be a year. We just don't know. Because obviously they, once their machine learning starts learning, they need to make sure it's learning things correctly as well. Like, I don't know if any of you followed that Microsoft Twitter bot yesterday that was um, their their learning version of a Twitter bot. The Nazi one? <laughs> people taught it to be racist. And so that shows you how machine learning can go sideways very quickly. And so it started tweeting out, you know, uh, stuff that Trump has been saying recently about, you know, building a wall and ban Muslims and all this kind of stuff. So it does show you how you have to be careful about how you how you implement um, machine learning. And I'm sure, obviously, Google has to be super highly aware of this thing, but they're also not going to be pushing out stuff on a daily basis for these kinds of reasons. And also, you know, SEOs are always going to exploit or attempt to exploit anything Google does. So from that perspective, too, they want to make sure that people aren't figuring out something or some way that they can get their spam range higher. But I think it'll be a little bit, it'll definitely be difficult for spammers, I think, to do that just specifically with the rank brain part of it, but that Twitter bot shows you how it can go sideways really, really fast. 
Yeah, let, let's consider, you know, Hummingbird, okay, which was, you know, the forefather and really, you know, to us 10 years from now when there's new people in the industry, and we're crawling around with our walkers. I remember, young fella, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we're all doing that. You know, Hummingbird was, at the time, all the buzz. That, you know, we, we all know this industry. We've all been here for 10, 15, whatever years. And, and the industry go nuts with any new buzzword. And, and this this one will be forgotten, too. And, you know, a year from now, something else, will be, we'll be sitting here talking about something else. But, you know, it's an exciting time for me in the sense that this, this bolts on an artificial intelligence machine learning element to Hummingbird and that whole conversational search thing. And like Jen's saying, they're not being stupid with it. This isn't a real-time thing. This is something that they're going to push and test. And back to the click data thing, again, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, I've been going back and forth with Rand since yesterday about this and, you know, asking him if he wants to me to help him organize the next test. And, 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 and so, yeah, Google's always used click data, but it's more of a, a, a search quality thing. It's an in-house tool. It's something that they look to, to see if, you know, the, you know, turn the dials on something, then watch the click data, see if it worked. So obviously somewhere along the line, you know, according to some people, you know, I talked to Frank Watson today as well, another old timer, and, and you know, they've done their own tests that, that, you know, Frank says it was working at one point, you know, meaning uh, abusing click, say, uh, click, by, uh, click data, and, you know, and Rand still stands by it with bounce rates and, and, and click data. So obviously at some point they have been messing around with this. Could be temporal, could be the QDF kind of thing. Yeah, whatever. Regardless, they, they, they have played with it. So this, this this rank brain thing eventually, I'm sure, you know, a year or two from now when the buzz dies down, they might start to play with it in a real-time sense and see what happens. But like Jen said, you know, at this point, it's it's really it's a, it's a behind-the-scenes thing and it's a data push. You know, the old Google Dances or Panda and Penguin when they first came out and, and things of that nature. It's not a real-time thing. So I don't think there's a huge danger in, in any of it in this in that sense that they're still going to watch it and, and, and monitor it and see if it improves search quality it's before any of it ever becomes a you know in a real-time issue well let's let's think about instead of how it could improve or, or disimprove search quality um, Jennifer's like how do you think Google uses information it gets from rank brain now how's this affecting SEOs today? How so? That's one of the hard things because, as me and David David had this discussion earlier today, that there is so much misinformation about Rank Brain right now, and there's lots of people. Oh, this is how you rank with Rank Brain, and the vast majority of the articles out there are completely based on absolutely nothing except basically. I oh I think maybe it does this so I'm gonna say it does this and I'm gonna well, well Jen 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 I, Jen Jen I give it about a week or two before it's on people's services pages. <laughs> it already is on people's services pages. I'm getting uh, I'm getting uh, invites for you know we have this new patent pending rank brain algorithm thing and you can rank number one for rank for uh, with the new rank brain and SEO stuff and I'm like are you freaking kidding me? It's, there's just so much misinformation out there right now about is, rank brain. Is this, is this going it, back to the old days of ranking for like aquamarine negritude? Again, this is a user end thing. Like, you know, it, it, for me, a couple of weeks ago when I first started really deciding to really dig in, like I had read stuff and whatever, but I really started digging in. When one of the private communities I was a part of, someone started talking about how to, you know, SEO for it. Um, at the end of the day, I, I, I haven't told people, you know, I, I was writing about phrase-based indexing like Bill was back in 2006, 
which is essentially understanding, you know, working on concepts of a page. You know, I give the example of the difference between these these two sentences. I, I, I was painting the White House, or I was painting the White House. You know what I mean? Two exact same phrases, but based upon how they're dealt with in the other words on a page and the other concepts within that page, how a search engine might perceive what you're actually saying. And, and so you're... you're and, and my content people, my sorry, my copywriters will love this because it's not a, you know, get away from targeting keywords, get a, towards uh, solidifying concepts, entities, and things like that with your, your content. You know, it, it's it, it's one more, and I know none of the people here have thought about keywords for a long time, but it further pushes us from that point. You know, that, that just like Hummingbird, that this hurts a fur, further extension on the fact that, that that's not what you should be looking at anyways. So... So if 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 I get if I get what you've been saying, David and 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 uh, Jennifer, if I get this straight, it's all about contextualization. You know, really explaining the context of the the topic of whatever is being addressed on on any. Given well, when I when I when I used to try and teach people semantics, you know, semantic analysis, and this is this is like a live semantic analysis machine that goes beyond it and even assumes that, that the person typing in the query might have screwed up the, the semantics and tries to find its own answers. I used to tell people, like, a page about Jaguar could be about a car, could be about a football team, could be about an operating system, could be about a lot of stuff. So so a semantic search engine is going to look at, you know, words like big claws, uh, predator, this and that, or football or Super Bowl or whatever. It's the other concepts on a page that support your core concept of what you're trying to rank for. Okay. So none of this changes. And someone says, what do I, said to me, what do I do to adapt to RankBrain? I said, well, it's been out since last freaking uh, spring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it literally, it, in parts went live early la- 2015. I think it fully rolled out around the summer of 2015. They talked about it in the fall of 2015. So my answer has been simple: if whatever you're doing is working, just keep doing it. Don't even worry about rank brain. <laughs> the other thing to think of: it's not going to help you rank, even if you don't understand a clue about how rank brain works. It's not going to help you rank better for competitive things like buy Viagra or payday loans or anything like that because Google sees those queries all the freaking time. If you're doing something like help me buy Viagra on some teeny little island in, you know, some territory somewhere, maybe it would come into play. But even then, buy Viagra is such a powerful keyword. Probably not. So it's not when you're thinking about it from the perspective of how am I going to SEO Rank brain, unless you're dealing with some super obscure topic that no one ever searches for or talks about, it's not going to have that much of an impact at all on you. And that's well, what people are thinking from the perspective of, oh, I have all these important keywords in rank brain. Oh, well, yeah, Chad, because well, actually, it's not. It. It's not going to impact that. How do we abuse that. it? Okay, I used to yeah. buy links. I used to buy links. Then there was Penguin. I don't know what to do now. Somebody tell me how to abuse this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's I, that's the exact way. It's it, it's funny because as soon as you mentioned it, Jen, um, I found it very funny. Where you're like, you've been getting emails like, we can help you rank number one on Rank Brain. It's like, well, yeah, actually, what you've just said is you can help me rank when you yeah. search for about number one. Like, and that's probably the only time it'll ever. Be. Right. <laughs> and so, and so, what kind of revenues are you going to drive from that, Dave? None. Zero. You know what I mean? Okay, great. We got a couple of more views because of Rank Brain and zero revenues. Happy days. You know, like. Uh, so it's right like now we're bragging, like people bragging for queries. Like you always see people, oh, I rank number one for some obscure <laughs> keyword. Well, probably rank brain affected that too. But if people are only three people a month search for that, and all three of them are you, well, whoopie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, 
thinking ahead, I mean, we're, we're talking rank ring now and, and the context of conversation right now is about this 15% of queries. Um, but, you know, thinking ahead and assuming that it's going to be a while, but Google's going to get a handle on this whole thing and, and that it starts to, to sort of move aspect, maybe not the full rank brain into the general algorithm, but start to enhance aspects of it that they find favorable. What do we think long term as, as we're moving forward? Is AI going to start to encroach on sort of yeah. the more global algorithms? And, 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 that, and that is really the $64,000 question. I think what so many people are missing, because again, this is kind of a word to vector thing. Um, I think what most people are missing is that this is actually more of a play towards that machine learning, that artificial intelligence. You know, even they talked about it in that, that hangout yesterday, that it could be used for web spam. It could be used for, you know, maps and, and, and Google Local and things of that nature. This, this, I think this is more of an initial baby step into the AI, into the machine learning that can be applied to other areas beyond something like Rank Brain. Again, I, I think we'll laugh about the concept. Well, I already am, but what the, <laughs> we'll laugh about the concept of Rank Brain in the future in that, like Jen was just saying, it's it's affecting disambiguous queries. It's affecting a very small portion that will likely never bring you any revenue anyways. You know, so I think the point a lot of people aren't really ha hammering on or discussing is that this is our initial foray. This and, and think from Google's side. What a great place to start this on disambiguous queries, on something small like this. What a great place to really apply that artificial intelligence and machine learning on something that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So I, I I think that's the answer, and I think that we're just at the, you know, and that's why I get excited as a geek, that I think we're, we're seeing something now that is the future of search in many different forms in the future. Okay, on that, I'm afraid we're going to have to take another another quick commercial break here on Webcology. So on behalf of uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're joined by Dave Harry and Jennifer Slag. It's the 24th of March, 2016. You're listening to Webcology and Webmaster Radio. Stick around back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 24th of March, 2016, and we're rounding out our hour talking about Rank Brain with Jennifer Slag and David Harry. Um, Jen and Dave, we've... Uh, we spent the last uh, 45 minutes or so trying to you know, define what rank brain is and look at how it's affecting search now. Um, I think at the earlier part of the conversation, we touched on something that is you know, more salient to, to SEOs moving forward, and that's how rank brain is stemming out of Google's want to get a handle on conversational search, on um, you know, different search patterns or query patterns we might be using with uh, our, our mobile devices. Um, how will this kind of technology inform Google moving forward? I, I, again, it's the holy grail. <clears throat> I swear, you know, we, we all remember like 2007 and eight when... when you know, this is the era of mobile. Okay, never mind, 2009. This is the era of mobile. Never mind, 2010. This is the era of mobile. <laughs> it, it, we, we, we waited and we waited, and then it finally came. But when I, <clears throat> excuse me, when I used to talk to Googlers back then, <clears throat> they made a very simple point that a lot of the world doesn't have infrastructure for Internet, you know, in, in you know, third world countries and whatever. But they do have cell phones. They do have satellites and things of that nature. So desktop is an understanding that they've had for a long time as something that, that was a secondary, even though it's primary still in, in many forms, was a secondary consideration in the future. So the future, I think, for Google to a large degree has always been, you know, that holy grail of voice search and, and, a, and, and getting to that point. So I, I think, again, that to me, this speaks to a lot along those same lines. And, and we all know Google's been pushing mobile, you know, from speed to, uh, you know, AMP pages and things of that nature. You know, they've long been pushing towards that direction. So I, I really think that, you know, this is just the, the beginning of the artificial and machine learning side towards towards that push. Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think so. Like, there's always going to be something new that's coming up that's important for SEOs. Like, we've seen the whole mobile thing, and we'd heard about it for years and years before it finally kind of hit that point where there was more uh, mobile queries than there were desktop queries. And now there's, like, last year it was, like, the push for HTTPS for everyone to make their site secure and with the ranking boost with that, which actually turned out to be not that great. Well, but I, always time, love, I, always, Jen, I always love that one. Okay, we want uh, you get a small ranking boost for speeding up your page. Oh, by the way, can you add some extra code and stuff with HTTPS? Which will be, <laughs> they, they, can't, they cancel each other out, so okay, have a nice day. 
Yeah, I mean, I can understand why Google is pushing the secure site issue, but for there's so so many people that are like, well, I just have a little cooking blog. Why should I go to the hassle, the expense, and everything to make my site secure? But for other types of sites, like e-commerce sites, for sure, like there's still so many e-commerce sites out there that aren't secure, and it just blows my mind that they don't realize how much. Um, how many customers they're missing because everything's like just unencrypted and out there and submitting your credit card. And, and you know, I still see sites like that and people come to me and they're like, Jen, uh, can I order from here? And I'm like, no, don't touch that with a 10 foot pole. So like, there's definitely, I can see why Google's pushing the HTTPS and why they are giving that ranking boost. But as every year, something new is coming along that webmasters are grabbing onto and well, you well, know, I think, think it's going to be the holy grail and right now people are looking at rank brain as right. that being that oh my god it's all important but if we but think logically, nothing you can rank like it's nothing you can really design a website for because it is those weird odd, oddball queries or the ones with stop words in them it's not it's not something you can you know and, sit and down if, and say, if, if i do xyz i'm going to rank better with rank brain Jen, Jen, if we think towards, again, hummingbird and stuff, you know, the whole push of, of conversational search, which, you know, leads down that road of mobile and whatever, you know, I, you got to think they learn lessons from that in, in the sense that when they started to push for it, it, they realized they were getting these disambiguous queries, these odd queries that they couldn't handle, so how do we deal with that? Again, obviously, I think they were on this well before because even the, even the word to vec patterns were filed the year that uh, – Hummingbird was announced, which means that was in the works before that. But I, again, I think this goes to that road. And Jim and Dave, if you don't mind, I, I was saying something in the chat, but apparently you guys aren't paying attention. Oh. Um, <laughs> what, what are the, what are, what are the, one of the things that I'm sure Jen and I keep running into is the whole concept of is it a ranking factor, is it a this, is it a that? And, and, a, and it's a very common misconception around rank brain. It's a very common topic in and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it because Jen follows the Googlers and stuff and the quotes and stuff much more than I do. I read the stupid papers and get all weird and <laughs> try to analyze things in my own mind. I, I really don't listen to the people because I don't, you know. It's like I don't care what you think. Have you read this paper? No, you haven't. Shut up. Um, so, <clears throat> but, yeah, a lot of people have been talking about this, and here's my take. And again, I'll throw it back to Jen in a second. Is that I, I think, again, SEOs have this weird habit of, of what they consider to be a ranking factor. In, in information retrieval terms, you actually have what are called scoring elements, meaning something is scoring something, like PageRank. It assigns a score. Then you have other algorithms that will go over the, the results that PageRank spits to it and either boost or dampen that score. Based, you know, it could be spam signals, could be a whole bunch of other things. It could be QDF, could be uh, query-based, meaning you know, contextual, where it will boost one result or demote one result. You know, it, it, so that, that's kind of how the information retrieval side works. With what I understand with RankBrain, is that, okay, I don't think people are asking Googlers the right questions. Meaning they don't, you know, look at stuff like Bill and I, Bill Slosky and I would. You know, they're they're just an SEO going. Well, does it change your rankings? And a Googler says yes. Oh, okay. Rank brain affects rankings. Well, that's not the no. You didn't frame the question properly. Of course <laughs> it would, because what rank brain is doing is it's reformatting a query to itself. Now, reformatting a query for the layperson is like, say you put something into Google, you didn't quite get the results you wanted, so you try typing it again a little with different words. 
you know, and if you look at the, at the bottom of Google, you'll see what, what the recommendation engine at work, and that's where it says people also searched for. Or when you're starting to type into Google, you'll see the drop-down of suggested queries. You know, those are recommendation engines doing their work, which is Google trying to help push you towards a query they know. So RankBrain, in a sense, is almost reformatting queries to itself based upon what it thinks you're after. So, of course, that's going to change things, meaning the ranking of documents or the documents that are served back to you are going to be different based upon what RankBrain is doing. Is it an actual scoring element itself? Is it actually assigning scores to something? I don't believe it is. I, I think it's actually just reformatting the query to itself. Anyways, so, Jen, that, that's my take on it. So what's yours? <laughs> I just I want to mention the related search thing, like the people also search for and those kind of things. That's kind of interesting because that kind of all was added right around the same time they would have been starting their internal testing on RankBrain. And those are also, it's kind of showing how people are being led to longer tail queries that they like people might have typed in, you know, fluffy blue widget. And Google will say, well, did you actually mean fluffy blue widget with blah, blah, blah? Or those kinds of things. So they're getting you to more accurate results. But those more accurate results are also going to give people a better impression thinking, oh, these search results are really good compared to if you search for something that's far too generic. So I think Google is also trying to lead users to those longer tail types of queries. And even, you know, we're seeing that with RankBrain as well because they are, you know, they're not going to be one or two word queries unless it's a com word you've completely made up which people do, and then they try to apply, you know, these random strings of words that would never, ever be seen together, and, oh, this is how rank brain works. And that's a huge misconception, because I've seen a few people saying, like, well, if you do a search for, you know, big, I don't know, I can't even think of a string of, like, eight words that would never, ever be seen together in any kind of language at all, and they're like, well, this is my example query, and so if you look at these results, this is how rank brain works. And I'm just like, oh, my God, no, it's not that way. So it's definitely, like, there's these huge misconceptions about how it impacts ranking. And if that is how you're going about figuring out how Rank Brain is ranking things, then you should just, like, go and read some papers and, and start over in, with your thinking. It's Rank Brain is really just for under, helping Google understand those queries better. It's not going to go and do a whole rewrite of queries for Buy Viagra, for example, or payday loans. It's really only impacting significantly where someone's going to be able to see it, those longer tail or those queries that Google just doesn't see that often. Now, how much do you guys think um, mobile is going to be impacting this? And what I, what I mean by that is we're, you know, we sit down here and, you know, we can type in whatever, buy Viagra with a payday loan, right? And, and I mean, it, it's going to be a set thing. We're sitting in a desktop. We're putting in a query that, okay, that one's a little weird example, but, um, you know, that would often have been searched before. Actually, that one probably is and it will be shortly just so that I can see what's there. But with mobile, we're now... Um, as we're heading into mobile, we're now dealing with a variety of factors that differentiate me from other human beings to a degree that no human algorithm could possibly fathom. Where am I specifically a human factor could deal with, but where have I been? How am I moving? When I say the word pizza, what do I mean, and which one did I yeah, mean? Yeah, but, but that, that's, that's a totally different set. Okay, I, I reviewed a set of patents a couple of years ago that literally was looking at, at a geolocation for things like that. Where's a good restaurant, so on and so on. And and it, it not only was it updating, you know, what it served in results based upon your location, it would actually track where you are at certain times of the day. 
Meaning, if you drive to work every day, you got to drive 30 miles or something, let's say. It, it would learn your patterns of your travel. And let's say every Thanksgiving you went to your mother's house, which was the next province over for you Canucks states, for you uh, Americans. Um, and it would learn that. And that, that it would know every October your geolocation changes, and so it's going to serve you different results. So that that is a totally different animal from something like Brain Brain. Again, you know what I mean? That That's not really a disambiguous query. It's a query it understands, but that would be tossed back to almost a mobile geolocation type of index. You know what I mean? That That's not something that Rank Brain would actually cover in that kind of situation. We also got to think about this is having a huge impact on voice queries because we know this is the t this is the big area where Google is getting these, you know, queries they've never seen before because, you know, for years and years and years and years, Google was just go doing their searches based on what we're typing in. And we do shorthand, we do, you know, we condense a query. We don't sit down and type, how do I do this and this and this? I, I literally, I literally, my friends think I'm a total retard, but, and, and not to be wrong, I hate using that word, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, how Canadian of me. Um, <laughs> but, but anyways, I, I literally have gone to bars and, 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 and ask people, can you go, I give them a search task, literally, at a bar, Dave. I'll go to a, and, and say, take my laptop and say, you know, go complete this search task and watch how each person does it. I, and when my daughter and her friends come over in the 16-year-old range, I do the same thing. Younger people tend to put, actually, they've learned search to the degree that they put longer queries in. Young people don't use those two, three-word queries. Younger people tend to, in my, you know, just small research sets, tend to use more longer tail specific queries because they realize that that's how they get what they want out of Google. You know, and, and so again, if we extrapolate that to voice, it, you know, I think this is really, again, the, the road that they're traveling down is that these longer tail disambiguous weird queries that people put in, how do we, how do we functionally deal with that? Okay, Jen and Dave, we're, we're down to our last uh, two or three minutes of the show. Um, I think we have time for one more question, and I think a, a good one, given the amount of conversation in the industry the last few days about Rank Brain, you know the old adage, if there's smoke, there's fire. We're, we're, we're talking about Rank Brain. We've been talking about Rank Brain for um, about 10 days now. It's been in the, in the uh, SEO, SEO news. So let me ask you a question. Why are we talking about it right now? Oh, um, Jen. Personally, I think yeah, a lot of people are talking about it right now because there's so much crap information flying yeah, up right and center right thing. now. Okay. And so it's like, oh, you, you people are so wrong. Why did, so wrong. <laughs> why did it, No, I got Jim. Jim, this thing, this thing was first talked about back in October, okay? And and so we all had ample time to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Then dis, then distilled, and all of the will, will over distilled, but he came out and said links will be dying, and he wrote this post about some fantasy press release that was going to be coming from Google, and so on and so on. That lit the fire. And and when, when, when Distilled's article came out two weeks ago, it lit that fire, and literally, that's what got me involved. Like, I, I really, I had, you know, I, I even talked to Bill Slosky a couple of days ago about this, and and he was like, yeah, I don't know, Dave. I saw it at the time. I just didn't think it was that interesting. <laughs> I was the same. I didn't see it as a huge thing. So... I literally only started getting more involved in deep, the deep research that I've done because, like Jen said, the misinformation that started after that article from Distilled just just it created an avalanche. And and, and as usual, as, as we all know, you know, the, the, those of us that are looking for shortcuts in SEO started jumping all over it. Now nah, it can be abused, it can be used, and this and that. And and I started having a field questions in the industry, and and here we are. 
You know, that's my take on it. That's yeah. why I, I'm talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Jen, you're on it because it's a damn good story, right? Yeah, I mean, people are always interested in what what people what especially what Google is saying about Rank Brain. They don't really. You know, there's just without all that misinformation out there, I'm constantly feel like I'm trying to clarify when people come out with something completely ridiculous about it, and I'm just like, no, that's not how this works. And I will, you know, in an article, I'll make reference to some of the misconceptions that are out there that you know are based not on fact. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are talking about. It. I get people asking me about it all the time and Jen can you do more on this and we need to understand this more and it's great that there's actually people that want to understand it more because they are some of the people that recognize that some of the information out there is just wrong <laughs> well hell Jim, Jim, I, Jim I, have, I haven't written an article in almost a year and this thing pulled me out of retirement so. <laughs> <laughs> do entire shows on SEO misinformation but uh, Jen and Dave thank you both for being out there and being vigilant about it friends thank um, you for having uh, us Jennifer Slake and David Harry. Um, we've come to the end of another hour on Webcology. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 24th of March, 2016. Um, techno- technology God smiling on us. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.